and welcome to Dairy Matters, a podcast about Irish dairy farming brought to you by the National Dairy Council. Irish dairy is under the spotlight right now. The rush to climate neutrality by 2050 and the 25% emissions reduction target set for Irish agriculture by 2030 is having a significant impact on what is, really, Ireland's national treasure. Talking numbers, dairy farming has been taking place here for 6,000 years. There are 17,500 family-run dairy farms, more than 60,000 people are employed by the industry, and it delivers 6.8 billion euro to the Irish economy every year. This episode of Dairy Matters is one in an occasional series where we bring you a flavour of the science behind environmental sustainability in the Irish dairy industry. Irish agri-science is truly world-leading, and the work of researchers across the country is changing farming practices to help Irish dairy reduce its environmental impacts and become more sustainable. We've been talking to Dr Ben Lahart, who is Research Officer in Methane Emissions with Chargisk at Moorpark in County Cork. And, spoiler alert, we were talking about methane emissions from the agriculture sector. We know that around 38% of all Irish greenhouse gas emissions come from agriculture and around 60% of those emissions are biogenic methane, which, simply put, is methane produced by animals burping. But what if the biogenic methane emissions have been overestimated? What if it's shown that the amount of methane emitted by Irish cows is actually significantly less than is generally believed? Now, Ben's recently published research seems to show that the emissions have and that it is. Ben, good morning. You're very welcome. Hi, Jeremy. How are you? Good, thank you. Um, Rather complex intro, but before we get into the topic of methane, a question we ask everyone, everyone who's not a farmer anyway, um, do you have any farming heritage at all? Research says that four in 10 people know a farmer personally. How about you? Yeah, so I grew up on a a beef farm at home in um, Kilkenny. Um, so originally we had suckler cows, um, and at present we um, buying cattle. So you beef rather than beef rather, rather than dairy. Yeah, yeah. So fair enough. Oh, so so the, which which brings me therefore neatly because clearly you're part of Chagas, but also um, uh, allied to Vista Milk. How did you get to to where you are today, and specifically why this area of research? So um, I went to secondary school in St. Kieran's College in Kilkenny, did my leave and cert in 2012. Um, and from there, I went and did a degree in animal and crop production in UCD. Graduated from that in 2016. And then I undertook a PhD in um, Chagas Park under the supervision of Frank Buckley, Emer Kendi and um, Tommy Boland from UCD. I suppose after the PhD, I went into... Um, a postdoc in methane emissions. And I suppose the reason why I chose methane, I suppose it's a it's an inter- interesting area of research. Do you know what's I suppose it's it's an area of considerable interest as of late. Um and there, more so there's there has been a whole lot of research done on methane emissions um in an Irish grass based setting. So I suppose that was the the real draw or the interest where, where, and why why I suppose I, I undertook that part. And it, I mean it is it's it's a big deal. Because if we're talking greenhouse gas emissions, uh, I think an awful lot of people, and I, I count myself amongst them before I got involved with Vista Milk and, and, and with agricultural science, most people see greenhouse gas emissions as basically as carbon dioxide. Yeah. But of course, this isn't no. at all. And there's quite a lot of confusion around methane. Uh, and on the one hand, it's got a higher 
global warming potential, DWP, than carbon dioxide. But on the other hand, it's a, I believe I've heard the term flow gas with a short lifespan. So could, could you clarify that for us? Yeah, so essentially it's a, it's produced, as you said, it's biogenic methane. It's produced as part of a natural cycle or process. So essentially it's produced as cows, um, you know, they consume feed, goes into the stomach or rumen. Um, that's broken down and used to, um, you know, part of this by-process are used to produce milk, but there's also, I suppose, a byproduct called hydrogen, which is actually toxic to the cow if it accumulates in large enough quantities in its stomach. But what's actually happened over the last i suppose number of thousands of years the cows have evolved to have bugs in the rumen that can combine this hydrogen with carbon dioxide to produce methane um and this is belched out goes up into the atmosphere and it is a as it is a greenhouse gas it causes warming of the atmosphere but it's also it doesn't stay up there you know forever it comes back down again over a period of um 10 to 20 years um so it's it's different to carbon dioxide say if you turned on an engine of a car it goes up and it stays up whereas methane is a flow gas as you say it comes back down as part of a cycle so um you know there's a lot of narrative and um discussion of the best way of treating methane um i suppose at present it's treated similar to carbon dioxide as DWP, but going forward, it'll likely be treated differently in that it'll be treated as a flow gas and as, uh, you know, it's the, the, the metrics called G, GWP star. Okay. So for those of us listening, GWP simply means global warming potential. Yeah. And you've got two, as Ben's very clearly pointed out, you've got two potential measurements. You've got GWP, global warming potential, and GWP star under which methane is not treated or measured in the same way as carbon dioxide. And that's that is a very it's a very key point because it strikes me that there's an awful lot of commentary, a lot of people saying if we got rid of the cows, we get rid of the methane and that would solve our emissions problems, which is very simplistic, isn't it really? Very simplistic, yeah. Yeah. You know, like um you know, cows and ruminants themselves are capable of utilising feed that, you know, humans themselves aren't able to utilise, you know, produce milk, um, which is human edible feed. So they are very valuable in that regard and produce converting human inedible food to human edible food. Yeah, I think a lot of people don't, uh, a lot of people, a lot of commentary doesn't take that, uh, take that into account, that actually the cows are not just there producing methane, they're also producing milk with incredibly valuable food stuff and as you rightly pointed out the cows are doing it by by converting something that is pretty much useless to a human in terms of nutritional value and de delivering something that is great for a healthy balanced diet so getting back to methane you and a number of other academics have just had a paper published in the journal of dairy science uh, which is the world where the world goes to get its latest dairy facts and figures and findings but in very general terms what's the paper about so we had a paper um, accepted recently in the Journal of Dairy Science where the main aim was to profile the methane emissions of a group of cows over the main part of the grazing season. So we ran an experiment in 2021 whereby we measured methane on a group of um, 66 cows from the beginning of March till the end of October. And what we really wanted to do was to profile the methane output of this group of cows to see, um, you know, how the methane changes as the grazing season progresses and to give us, I suppose, data to how much methane cows are producing and, I suppose, what would be the main factors influencing the methane output of a, of a herd of cows. Because there actually hasn't been a whole lot of 
detailed research or you know long-term research in regards to methane emissions from Irish cows at grass up till um, recently. And how long have you been working on this paper for? So yeah, the experiment began in in um, 2021. Um, it ran for about eight to nine months, and after that, you know, analysis began um, and writing of the paper. And the paper was submitted the in the autumn of 2022 um, for peer review in the Journal of Dairy Science, and it was accepted in August of 2023, so about two or three months ago. And can you tell me? Because I mean, what what I found particularly uh, interesting is is how <laughs> how you med- measured the methane produced by the cows. So talk us through that. So at present, we're using um, green feeds to measure methane output. So. These units are coming from um, the United States and America, and basically they're essentially high-tech trailers, really, with a concentrate dispenser built into them. And this concentrate dispenser entices cows to come to the units by dropping small quantities of feed over a, a three-minute period. But once it attracts a cow to the unit, the cow begins feeding on the concentrate, but it also has its breath sampled. And this breath is pulled into the unit, and the infrared sensor within the unit analyzes the, the breath of the cow um, for, for methane concentration or the portion of methane produced. So essentially, the units allow us to get you know detailed data 24 hours during the day for, of methane output from cows um, in a grass-based setting um, on a routine basis, you know, over, over a grazing season, which is actually something which was quite difficult to do up, up to now. I think the the key point here is is that it's a a way of gathering data about the specifics of Irish farming, if you like, because the the current methane figures, the current inventory, I believe what's called the inventory for the amount of methane produced by Irish cows, those figures come from somewhere else, don't they? They're not necessarily specific Irish data. No, so I suppose at present the way in which we calculate methane output for the average cow in Ireland, um, we use, as you say, an inventory method. First of all, what this does is it calculates the amount of, um, I suppose, feed a cow consumes. So it calculates essentially the gross energy intake of a, of, of a cow. And then this gross energy intake is multiplied by an emissions factor, which is, uh, I suppose, a factor which is used to estimate how much of that feed the cow is consuming has been lost to methane. And at present, within the inventory, we're using a value of um, 6.3% of the cow's gross energy intake has been lost as methane. Now, this value is an international default value, which is the next best thing when there isn't country-specific data available. So it's used, it's recommended by the, the IPCC. And, you know, it's, it's, it's relatively accurate, you know, across, if you apply it across a number of different countries together, but it mightn't be specifically accurate to certain locations or certain type of diets. So it's, it's, it's very important that we come up with, you know, our own country specific emission factors for generation and for using in, in, in their, in our inventory models. So I suppose that's a, a big area of research and, Going back to the paper we, we um, published, that's w- one of the priority areas of that paper is to get, you know, emission factors of, of cows at grass. Yeah, exactly. And I know you're very, very careful to say that the inventory model is quite accurate across the piece and recommended by the um, International Panel on Climate Change. But it is obviously important that we have values on a country by country basis because the production systems are different and the Irish 
production system is not quite unique, but it is pasture-based. It's grass-based. It's cows outside on grass between 240 and 300 days a year. And and your research, uh, to be very clear about this, your, your research shows that the methane emitted by Irish cows is less than we thought it was. Yeah, so the research we, we conducted essentially showed that the methane output of cows at grass um, you know, actually changes across the year in that especially in the springtime, we're getting substantially lower methane values than we would have previously thought. Um, so spring grass is leading to lower methane output than, than previously assumed. And on average across the year, um, within the study we conducted, we, we observed uh, methane values which are, which are about 17% less than the figure which we currently use in the inventory. So we observed a, an emission factor of 5.2%, which is you know lower than that 6.3%. But it's also important to highlight, you know, when we're generating emission factors that you're not going off one study, you have a, a number of different studies to which to pool together and give a, you know, a, a fairly concrete number of what, you know, of, 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 of what the emission factor is looking like under Irish conditions. So we're lucky that as well as this research, there's been other research conducted in Vista Milk and as well as other research conducted in Chagas Moor Park previously, as well as UC, UCD. Um, and AFPI um, as well. And when we pool all this research together um, from dairy cows at grass, we're, we're seeing that the emission factor is 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 5.8%, which is you know 9% lower than that figure um, currently used in the inventory. You know, and it's very important. You know that you know going forward, we're continuing to evaluate this emission factor and collate all the data available to you know continue to refi- refine it. So so. What do we, and, it, and it, it's, a, it's a very broad question, this one, um, Ben, and I'm, I'm not expecting you to make any recommendations or anything, um, but, but what do we do with the findings? Do, do they change the way that we look at emissions from agriculture? Yeah, so like these updated emission factors, you know, the values, what we have is 9% less. What would that mean for the agricultural sector is, you know, a more accurate baseline value for methane output of, you know, from 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 um, grazing dairy cows, um, you know, so more accurate. We have a more accurate baseline value for what cows are actually producing, and we have a more accurate value from which we can start our mitigation from. So, you know, for any mitigation measure, you, we have a target twenty five percent. It's very important that we know the point at which we 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 need to start from, and accurate emission factors fr- um, from ruminant livestock in Ireland are very important um, in this regard. And obviously, I think the the, the big question uh, that that people listening to this and thinking about it, the big question that people are going to ask is: is does Ben's research mean that a mass a lot of agriculture's twenty five percent target has already been achieved? Uh, and of course, the answer is is no. The 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 target's still twenty five percent, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. So the, the target's still twenty five percent. As I said, it'll give us a more accurate baseline value, um, and we can't essentially use it as a mitigation measure because cows in Ireland have always been grazing grass. Because they've always been grazing grass, their meat and output has always likely been overestimated. So, you know, it it essentially resets the baseline. It's 25% of a lesser amount, which means it'll help to some regards, more accurate baseline value, and it'll also help in further reducing the carbon footprint of Irish milk as well. And that's the good one. Uh, so you know, we, we, we know that litre for litre Irish milk already has one of the, if not the, lowest yeah. carbon footprints of milk produced anywhere in the world at around 
0.97 kilograms of CO2 equivalent per litre uh, yeah. of fat and protein corrected milk, uh, which is a very complex way of saying that it's got yeah. one of the most carbon footprints of, of, of any milk produced anywhere. So w- will the finding, will your findings reduce that carbon footprint even further? Yeah, so they would essentially help in that regard. So the carbon footprint of Irish milk, you know, is is one of the lowest globally, um, you know, because it's such a, you know, has it utilizes so much grass, you know, it doesn't have a, a massive reliance on imported feed, you know, um, and this leads to low levels of carbon footprint. But as well as that, you know, what we're finding is that grazed grass, as I said, is given as lower emission factors um, and is lending to lower methane output. So it does have a role to play in, re- in, in reducing the carbon footprint, yeah. Excellent, because I've, I've I've actually seen I have to say at the Chargisk Open Day in the summer there was some, some very very helpful um, uh, informational boards all over the place. You can walk around and listen to people talking about it, and there was a figure of 0.88 kilograms of CO2 equivalent per liter as the carbon footprint of Irish milk, and I think that was factoring in some of your research. Yeah, so that's factoring in some of the new emission factors, yeah, um, into the equation, which is. A role to play in in reducing that carbon footprint, yeah. Um, and it just, I suppose, it goes to highlight the importance of you know using the most up to date data um, from research as it becomes available. Totally agree. Um, and and obviously, your findings, um, while enormously important, and and if I can say so, there's something of a game changer, I think. But it doesn't mean that the agricultural sector can take its foot off the gas when it comes to addressing comes to addressing environmental impact, does it? No, it, like look, it's it's the, this research, you know, it's, it's although it shows, you know, we've we've uh, you know, we might be producing less methane that we than we thought previously. It's also important to highlight that this is from grazing dairy cows, you know. So there's also other ruminants um, in Ireland, you know, there's beef cattle, sheep, there's grown livestock, and it's also important that we generate, you know, accurate emission factors for these livestock categories as well. Um, going forward to give us a more accurate profile of the meat and output for the ruminant livestock sector as a whole. Um, you know, and that'll give us a really accurate baseline value. And from there, we can look into developing our mitigation strategies. So there's a number of different mitigation strategies that we're, we're investigating to reduce meat and output. So I suppose one of them is um, grazing management, improved grazing management and, you know, finding ways... To, in which farmers can, you know, manage their grass differently to to lend to lower methane output, and and practical ways to do this and take credit for getting reduced methane output on farm in this manner. Another area we're looking into is um, animal breeding. So we know that animal breeding has delivered massive results in regards to improving fertility, productivity, and profitability on farms over the last um, twenty years. But it also has a role to play um, going forward in improving our sustainability and in reducing methane output. So there's a big interest in trying to, you know, develop a breeding value for methane output for, say, cows, grazing cows at grass. There are already um, been published results for breeding values for um, beef cattle um, and sheep um, as of this year. So, you know, that will help, help, help to a large degree in reducing methane output. Um, and going forward, we'll, the, the, the aim is to um, develop breeding values for um, dairy cows as well. Then the final area is um, feed additives. And I suppose feed additives have a role to play in reducing methane output. At present, it's more they're, they're more suited to indoor settings to get substantial reductions. 
but we're also doing research um, to, to help improve their efficacy in, in, in a grass-based setting. And there's been a there's there's a good bit of research going on to into tailoring these additives to grass based settings. So you know farmers can can feed them practically and get reductions in methane output similar to what we would observe indoors, which would be you know somewhere between twenty and thirty percent. Um, that would be the, the aim to get up to those levels for 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 a grazing setting. I think it's fair to say that there is a narrative out there that says that the Irish agriculture sector, particularly the Irish dairy sector isn't doing its bit it's not doing enough for the environment and to reduce its emissions and i think what you've been talking about ben is just a great example of how of how wrong that is because on 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 the one hand you've talked about uh it's about it's breeding it's feeding whether it's feed additives or the grazing management uh and 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 the breeding initiatives that are going on uh have an active role and are helping to reduce emissions uh then the other sort of emissions piece for agriculture is is nitrous oxide, obviously, and with fertilizer management and soil sampling and pasture management, et cetera, et cetera, we're seeing reductions there as well, to the point where in 2022, agriculture's emissions overall did decrease. Um, and now the research that you've just done has shown that potentially the baseline is lower than we thought than we thought it is, uh, and there's more work to be done across beef. Uh, and and um, uh, beef and sheep and other rumen-based livestock. So it really is showing that Irish agriculture is doing quite a lot to mitigate its emissions impact. Yeah, no, 100%. There's a lot of research going on, you know, across all the different organisations, you know, Pachagas, UCD, AFTB, you know, everyone's in it together to develop this framework for all this research um, and to help, you know, the industry as a whole, you know, move forward, get more accurate base and values and develop mitigation measures. And how is your just just to sort of you know complete the picture of your research because obviously it's years of your life uh, involved in this and has resulted in it being peer reviewed and uh, has it has it actually been properly published in the Journal of Dairy Science because I've seen it online but uh, it's online our presence is impressed but it should be published in the next um, month or two I'd say sometime before Christmas big stuff so and and obviously people have seen it and people are talking about it has it been received. Yeah, it's, I suppose it's received. Um, it's actually interesting. There's actually been some research done internationally, which, um, say in the Netherlands, um, we've been in discussion with some people and they're doing quite similar research. They're measuring methane output at grass and they're seeing, you know, kind of similar research results to what what we're finding, you know, lower methane output in the springtime, you know, and methane output at grass is, is lower than previously assumed. And in these countries, they're telling farmers maybe a good option to reduce methane output is actually go out grazing you know as to keeping them inside in the shed so you know and as i said we can't do that we're out grazing as a, already so we need to develop ways in which we can reduce methane output while grazing so that's the that's the challenge going forward absolutely absolutely and i mean it is but it's also great to hear once again i always say this uh on the vestimal podcast we listen to a lot of people talking about different areas of research in Chagask and in UCD and at Tyndall Institute and Walton Institute and various other places around around the country. And it's just great to see that Ireland and Irish science is kind of leading the way here. Yeah. That there is no doubt about it that that when it comes to agricultural science and 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 the research into mitigating environmental impacts, we definitely are are taking a lead on this one, which is great to see. Um, 
you know, that's that's great, Ben. Thank you very much indeed. I really appreciate yeah. it. I mean, it is it, it it is fascinating to hear about the research. It is genuinely groundbreaking, and obviously there is a lot to be thought about there as well. And yeah. hopefully, hopefully, the research will be taken into account by those who need to take it into account, and um, and will have a positive and beneficial effect. But um, thank you, thank you for taking the time to talk to us. Yeah, no bother. Thanks a million.